Welcome to Notable Nashville Podcast, where we get to know the best local artists around town. I'm your host, Groove Dr. J. Today, we have Kim Logan in studio. Thanks for joining us today, Kim. Of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, you grew up in Sarasota, Florida. How is life in Nashville a little bit different from the Florida heat? Was there any sort of music scene there? Florida has a lot of music scenes. Um, Sarasota, where I grew up, has a pretty rich history of folk music and beach music and songwriting. And there were some pretty good rock and roll bands. There still are. It's just hard because Florida's so big. So, Mm -hmm. it's hard to, it's just really spread out. It's hard to travel and. Um, I don't know. I wanted to be in a big city. Mm-hmm. Well, Nashville is definitely the place to be for music. Right now. Well, talk a little bit about your childhood. What was that like? Did you grow up in a musical family? I know for a lot of musicians, family and friends can either be hinder or excel their success. My family was never anything but supportive of me wanting to do music. Um, my dad was a musician when he was growing up. He was in bands all through the 60s and 70s and still is a music lover and he turned me on to most of the music that I started listening to that influenced me to do music myself and my mom was always in PR and uh, just kind of like event coordination for a lot of um, southern rock people in the early 90s and mid 90s so I grew up with those kinds of people around and like teaching me their classic songs like Charlie Daniels and the Marshall Tucker Band and uh, Bonnie Bramlett and Molly Hatchett and there's just a huge biker crowd around and uh, it was fun that I was kind of both parents exposed me to stuff in their own ways. Well that's really good when you have support around you that's always makes it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. So let's talk Belmont University actually worked a showcase you performed in. How has that college experience shaped you and your music? Okay um (laughs) I didn't like Belmont, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not even really sorry about it. Um, I didn't fit in, and that's, you know, that's okay, but it's frustrating when not fitting into a certain demographic at such a sort of for-profit bureaucratic institution mm-hmm. um, really prevents you from connecting with anybody that you would want to creatively collaborate with. Um, I met people I really enjoyed, but they weren't artists. And, you know, everybody has a different background for me there and a different sort of set of ideals or worldview. And I just wanted to make music and take songwriting classes. The songwriting department was really, really supportive and really groovy and full of cool, really accomplished people that I learned a lot from. I'm glad that I eventually moved from the performance program to the songwriting program. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was just a, a bit of a mixed bag. Okay. Well, yeah, Nef- Nashville definitely is the place for songwriting, and I really dig your songwriting abilities. Do you do, a lot of, do you do a lot of co-writing, or is it mainly just you and a guitar, or how does your songwriting process work? <clears throat> it really depends. It's, um, it's different every time, I think. It's really different co-writing from kind of the personal uh, protective writing that I do on my own. If I get an idea that would be put to better use with somebody else that I know, I reserve it for them. But there are certain songs that I just wouldn't be able to take to anybody else that I have to finish on my own. So um, sometimes I start with a lyrical theme or a musical or harmonic stylistic idea. Um, Sometimes it just comes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes I have to hack at it, but it's different every time. Okay. 
Well, I see you as an artist. I see fashion. I see artistry. Where do you mold your look from? I know every artist strives to be original. How do you let your originality thrive in that sense? I'm I'm a student. I'm a history nerd. I I love the history of fashion, and uh, Coco Chanel is a big inspiration to me, just all around as an artist and a free thinker and uh, a revolutionary woman culturally. And yeah, she was a huge inspiration for me. And also just opera, probably my opera background has introduced me to like a lot of different fashion movements, not just in the last, you know, several decades, but Mm -hmm. over the last several centuries. And it's just uh, sort of a a history of art that I've always tried to incorporate fine arts. the town I grew up in had a lot of fine arts, so it's just kind of been me trying to um, write and pose my way through my own history book, I suppose. All right, awesome. Well, can I dig into your personal life a little bit? Is that okay? Is that all right? We'll see. All right, so your song entitled <clears throat> "Swing," you paint this picture of a bachelorette lifestyle, where you know, is it? I just, I was just wondering, is that an accurate depiction of your love life, or <laughs> what, where I does mean, that come from? I, I, I don't know what to say to these <laughs> kinds of questions yet i'm still formulating um i had to do I don't it know. i, had I to mean do why it. would i not be honest why would why would i not be honest i don't think that um my parents have been together since 1981 or something like mm-hmm. that so i think that true love really does exist but i think that it is far more rare than society sort of pressures us to think it is mm-hmm. i think that true love or you know whatever sort of fairy tale nonsense you believe in or like even just monogamy like continued monogamy i think it's far more unnatural for the human being than we're sort of tricked into thinking it is and i have never done anything that didn't feel right and i've had serious boyfriends and i've had you know relationships with people that never ended up affecting me that deeply and you know, it's once again different every time, but right. I've, I've definitely never pressured myself to be in a relationship. I think it takes away from who you are as a person, especially while you're really young. Like, yeah. don't, you know, you don't have to get married. You don't right. have to do that. I can relate to that. <laughs> I always try to find yeah. relationships, and sometimes I try too hard, I think. Yeah, be yourself a little. It's yeah. probably better than whoever you're looking for. So, do you mind if we listen to that song? Just, uh, I referenced the swing. Well, let's listen to Swing. All right. Texas, a gentleman and a lady, but I'm just a woman born a bachelor, a two-bit cowboy, a lover and an actor, so I just swing.
Sweet. That was Swing off of Kim Logan's self-titled debut album. So your your musical style is very unique. I feel like it's a mix of southern rock and roll, a little bit of country with slide guitar on some songs, and others like Gentlemen bring out the blues grooves. How would you describe your sound? Um, <clears throat> I usually will say something like um, swamp rock or like southern gothic music or something that paints a little bit more of like a synesthetic picture of what I mean and okay. sometimes people don't get it sometimes I miss the mark <laughs> a little bit with uh, kind of the combination that I'm trying to convey but um, I've just tried to stay true to pretty much every style that I appreciate and you know writing all of the different stylistic um, you know formulas or subgenres or grooves or whatever that you know kicks you off to start writing a song um, it's, it pushes me to just try to write in all of those different little uh, individual small mediums. And I end up with a record that has, you know, six different styles on it. Maybe even every single song has a different style. But as long as I keep my musicianship cohesive, I'll be able to keep the voice cohesive. And it's just basically me showing you all the different kinds of music that I like. Yeah, just and to just mix doing my own bit version. Yeah. yeah. Well... One of our producers of the show, uh, Notable Nashville Podcast, Gary, is one of the heads of Palaver Records. How do you can you describe that musical relationship you have with Palaver? Man, Palaver Records has believed in me since the day I started doing this, and they're the, just the sweetest guys. I mean, they've kind of been like a family to me for the last three or so years, and uh, we even toured up to where their parents live in upstate New York last year and had a blast just kind of meeting each other's people and uh <clears throat> they're they're one of the most successful groups in town at being communicative with artists and community-based and supportive 
they're like, you know, impresarios of those of us that they believe in and they don't, you know, uh, they've got a lot of resources and they use them. They, they sign artists to their label, but they also, um, you know, facilitate shows like the FUBAR show or they'll mm-hmm. put together big events. Like I just played a crawfish boil for them. That was a blast. And uh, I just really, really like how much opportunity they give local Nashville bands. And I think that because they've branched out in so many of those directions that that's probably why they're, you know, probably the biggest indie label that's operating in Nashville that's, you know, under something like Infinity Cat that's partnered with a major by now. But Mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're fantastic. And it's because they have the right attitude and they believe in us. And um, they distribute my vinyl and we collaborated on... uh, huge campaign for the vinyl that included a short film upstairs at United Record Pressing and a little live video. And, um, yeah, the great director, Josh Shoemaker did that video and we, Palaver and I threw a party and they were just super supportive and it's, it's been a blast working with them. I still do. And it's, uh, it's nice to have such resources and they're music lovers, which is the most important part. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to have to talk to uh, Gary about that party. I didn't get invited to it. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, um, you did time. bring your acoustic along with you. Would mm-hmm. you mind uh, you know, playing a song for us? Sure. What are you, you sure. going to play for us today? I'm going to play a song from my record that is called Dueling in the Dark. And I avoided playing it for a really long time just because I'd... I don't know why. I really don't. But uh-huh. I've started playing it again recently with the band and everything. So. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm ecstatic that you're... Not keeping it a secret anymore and playing it for us today? Yeah. Let's hear that. There was a honey brown man with a bayou tan I loved in New Orleans. He wrecked my car, he spun me out of style. He said, I love you, girl, I give you this world, but all I got's the street. Is Louisiana ain't made to reconcile. So he said, Go on, get the same bed to last much past tonight. You're a beautiful baby, but baby, this ain't right. You're a silver spoon, I'm a spade. You're a pocket pistol, I'm a sling blade. And since that day, I've been learning how to fight. I'm not 
Yeah, that was killer. That was awesome. Thanks for playing that tune for us. No problem. So, Kim, uh, what do you have coming up for us? Any uh, shows you want to promote or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I'm taking a little bit of time off, but then I believe June 13th, my friends The Jag and I will be at FUBAR. The Jag. Yeah, right. I love them. We put on a good show together. Yeah, we'll see if we can get them in here. That'd yeah, be, that'd definitely. Be cool. Yep. Well, thanks so much for taking time out of your schedule to come and talk with us. Uh, best of luck to you in the future. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Notable Nashville Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Notable underscore Nash. Like us on Facebook and keep up with in-studio pictures on Instagram. Please visit NotableNashville.com if you are an artist inquiring about joining us on the show.